I think as a business person evolves, it's about making the right decisions, less transactions, more profit and revenue, right? Freeing up time, mm -hmm. family, getting to spend time with the wife, date nights, getting to spend time with the little ninos and, and you know, being present at soccer yep. and, and golf and tennis and all this stuff. And so um, it's, less of, it's less about that, like I'm gonna go out and tackle the world thing, right? The mm -hmm. product of that is that when you do start moving a little slower, the deals start getting bigger and capital has an opportunity at least to thrive and flourish. So like my plate will be full sometimes, bro. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discuss the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, welcome to another episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. I am your host, Marcus Maloney, and I am excited to be with you all on today. Every time we get a chance to communicate and talk and get together, it's always great for me because I enjoy the energy that I get, not only from the guests, but just from you guys when you give me comments, give me responses, and also give me comments. So thank you so much for being loyal listeners. So on today, we're going to be talking about um, development projects. We're going to be talking about wholesaling. We're going to be talking about fixing and flipping. But what I want to do is I want to introduce you to Casey Ames, who hails from Boise, Idaho. He is a very, very seasoned investor. And we're going to talk about some of the things that he's doing, what he did to get started, what he's doing now, what he's seeing in the future. Um, so Casey, man, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm jealous that you're in sunny Phoenix right now and <laughs> yeah, uh, it'll be sunny here and then the next hour it'll be snowing and then it'll be sunny and then so we're just waiting for some of your warm weather to come our way. Don't worry, it's coming real soon, trust me. And and believe me, when you guys get the warm weather, we're mad because then we're at 120 degrees. I know so. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so tell me, tell me, Casey, introduce yourself, man, to our listeners. I know I did a brief, I did a brief introduction, but kind of, uh, give us your background. What did you do prior to real estate? Uh, I was just serving, uh, I was serving fine dining. That's basically what I was doing. And, uh, let me see if I can delete this thing here. Um, I was serving fine dining and. You know, my, my parents were actually in, uh, the Phoenix market. Um, and okay. 
My mom had started, uh, she was one of Brent's students. Uh, my mom and dad, I should say, were one of Brent Daniels' students. Okay. And uh, they started wholesaling, they started wholesaling, and then she kind of was like, hey, I think you'd be really good at this. And um, so, you know, you'll hear this on a lot of podcasts. I kind of start out this way because it's the intro, but it was one of those things where we were, she was so close up with Brent in the beginning before he had really exploded TTP that there was still competition, but there wasn't like an overwhelming amount of wholesalers that were actively, you know, working with good systems and processes and everything Brent um, teaches and was teaching. And so, you know, that went on for three or four months. They had some really good uh, months. And then uh, Brent really started to scale that TTP. And next thing you know, there's okay. a couple thousand wholesalers in the market. Uh, I had been calling in from Boise yep. to Phoenix. So I was doing it virtual. And uh, it started to just get stiff. It started to get a little harder. And I, no one mm -hmm. was here in Boise. I mean, you had your mom and pop shops that would do maybe one or two a month or whatever, but for the most part, no one was really pressing on it. And I, the way my brain works is scale. Um, even back then, I think mm -hmm. dream big, my faith is big. Like I, I just, I, uh, and then you got to go out and execute. Right. And so I had a conversation with my mom and my dad, uh, Chris and Cindy Fagan. And I was, I was really just like, Hey, I think there's an opportunity to come to Boise. Why don't we, and initially it started out that, you know, why don't I do work here in Boise? You do your work in Phoenix and we'll just throw it all on the table uh, and split everything up. That's originally how it started. So we would have two markets. And then um, my company here overtook that, that market pretty quickly. Uh, and we really started picking up some steam. And so then I, I eventually, uh, my parents decided and we all decided as a, as a team that uh, they would move out here to Boise and we would just focus on Gem State Cash Offer, which is our wholesale company here. Um, and it's been great. It's been uh, the wholesale okay. has been, we don't press on the wholesale as much as, uh, well, I should say we're, we're starting to press on it again, but we, we haven't been, um, we, we, we'll get into it, okay. I'm sure. I, I essentially opened up a flip stream and then I opened up a build stream and then I opened up a spec stream and then we opened up our luxury uh, stream and, and then off a multifamily. Mm -hmm. So while that was all going on, uh, the wholesale thing just kind of stayed consistent, you know, 50 to 70 deals a year. Um, so we went down from 100, but 50 to 70 and it was at a nice scalable model where, where we had all of our systems were processes and automated and we could really focus on construction. So. That's kind of how I started. That's the nuts and bolts. Just, you know, I'm a big, okay. God, big God guy. And, uh, I was just reading and praying and thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, reading and praying and communicating with him. And, um, we got our first big wholesale here. I uh, really, my first big wholesale that I had done, I think at that time it was like 20 K um, and I had been working two jobs serving tables and I was just like I knew it was the moment to go so we cut the I cut my okay. knife off and went all in at that point in time mm -hmm. sounds good man man and I I can definitely relate with you on that because I'm a, I believe in my faith and that's one of the things that I had to do to get started because that's one of the one of the challenging aspects of getting started in any new industry you know is having that faith and having that belief to where you know Hey, what I'm currently doing, I know that there's something bigger 
I know there's something greater out there for me. You can see it, you can visualize it, you know, you can taste it, you can, it's in your spirit, but you're like, okay, how do I do that? And it takes that prayer and that meditation time, you know, and being with God early in the morning to really find out what direction you need to go into and what avenue to go into. So, um, yeah, man, I definitely understand that. Definitely understand that. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of the early morning, uh, rise. I, I, I win. I, I, in full, honestly, I don't do it consistently the way that I used to, but if I ever get behind or I feel like I got a project that I want to put some muscle into or something, yeah, I'm up at five every morning. Um, but for years, uh, mm -hmm. I, when I was starting that company, I mean, we would wake up at five in the morning and I would work and read and have that alone time. And I would get more stuff done than most people get done. I, I was by 8 a.m. 8 I was like, what do I do with my hands? You know what I mean? I got to go yeah, I gotta yeah. find something else. I got to go find something else to do. And I was really drip, you know, I was, I was driven and, and whatnot. Um, so I, I'm a huge, uh, you know, one of my, uh, close friends. I see counsel with him. Uh, you know, he says, read eight pages a day, a minimum of eight pages, mm -hmm. a, read eight pages a day. And if you're not reading eight pages a day, then you're not taking it seriously. And so I'm a huge, you know, we, we, we dig in constantly. And so, um, but yeah, man, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. That's all likewise, I'll, man. That was the start of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise, I'm, I'm a five o'clock in the morning riser, you know, get up, my prayer, my meditation, my reading. And like you said, come 10 o'clock, it's like, all right, what am I doing for the rest of the day? You know, and then sometimes you end up throwing stuff on your plate that you really don't need to throw on your plate because it's like, I got this free time. What else am I going to do? But yeah, man. Um, so guys, you guys listening, start your day early, you know, start your day, you know, with some meditation, with some alone time. That way you can get some clarity and get some clear instructions, you know, because sometimes what happens is we start our day and, you know, we're listening to the news, we're listening to sports, we're listening, you know, to our parents calling or somebody calling and we start getting all of that junk dropped up on us. But when you had that alone time, you know, from five to seven o'clock or whatever, you know, you really get dialed in and you get clarity on what you're, what you're doing. So let me ask you this, Casey. So going through that process, man, because I know you didn't get that $20,000 deal immediately. What was some of, what were some of the things, you know, outside of the praying and the fasting and, and that alone time, what were some of the things that you were doing to try and push your way through that way you can stop, you know, working in the restaurant and everything like that? Well, there's, there's a couple pieces to that puzzle. One is I'm competitive by nature, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that I am going to compete against you. I'm competing with myself. But if there's if there is a mark to be hit, I want to leap that mark. I, I just I feel like I, I feel like it's possible. And you said it earlier. It's like it's just a matter of how 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 is it possible? And then I think as you evolve and you get a little I think it it as one evolves and gets a little more sophisticated with their business, then obviously that opens a couple other doors with being able to really reverse engineer and make sure stuff is a right fit. Is the, is the money look the same? Am I paying attention to gross and net and all these things that, that come uh, over time being a businessman or woman. But in the beginning, it started with analysis paralysis, right? The script comes down. Mm -hmm. 
all of a sudden there's another person on the other line. You haven't yeah. really practiced it. You don't have your reps in. So you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants a little bit. One, one thing, though, that um, was taught to me was motivation. That it had little to do with the price and, and, uh, and just focus on the motivation. And I think one of the things I, I, was, I was really digging into, you know, tithing and trusting and faith and, and all that stuff at the time. And really, I, ha- I, I didn't say it on here, but I mean, we went through some hard stuff in my family and it forced me to be very humble and grateful. And it wasn't all about the money for me. I was more interested in the process and if it really worked. And even though I wasn't rich, then I had went from being so broke that I wasn't really like struggling, right? Like, I mean, I don't know what a server makes. I was making maybe like 50K a year. I was working really hard for my money and it, it, I knew there was something better to your point, but I wasn't like, you know, how am I going to keep the lights on? If that makes right, sense. Right. And so like mm-hmm. with, with these calls, like when I used to train my acquisition managers and stuff, it's like, I'm like, don't pay attention to the money. The money will come when you're not paying attention to it. Just do the right thing and do the motivation and focus on, you know, timeline and how you can really help these people. And you hear it and it starts to sound generic, actually really true. And so for me, I just, I naturally jump into the motivation pillar. And so what that opened, it opened up really good conversations with these sellers. Good conversations came confidence. With the confidence came reps because I was getting more I was getting in front of these people more, right? If you're, mm-hmm. if you're struggling on the phone, you, you really just got to focus on the motivation and who you're talking to. One of the great books of all time is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. And he breaks down the personality types, right? And so I started making it a game who I was talking to. Am I talking to an assertive mm-hmm. person? You know, am I, who am I talking to? Um, is it more for them about being just the right decision and they're less concerned about the capital or is it more they want to get capital and I got to figure out a way that to fit the to fit the box in you know so anyway that those were some of the those are the main things and then just focus and drive and um Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll be honest I like we were just talking my mentor and myself were just talking the other day and I was telling him like I'm like man at like 40 years old I I just am like finding it hard to get that 25 year old thrive going, you know, like yeah, we've, yeah. We've, we've made some money. It's now about, you know, I, I think as a business person evolves, it's about making the right decisions, less transactions, more uh, profit and revenue, right? Freeing up time, mm-hmm. family getting to spend time with the wife, date nights, getting to spend time with the little ninos and, and, you know, being present at soccer and and golf and tennis and all this stuff. And so, um, it's less, it's less about that. Like I'm going to go out and tackle the world thing. Right. Um, the Mm -hmm. product of that is that when you do start moving a little slower, the deals start getting bigger and capital has an opportunity at least to thrive and flourish. So like my plate will be full sometimes, bro. You know, like I'll wake up. I have mm-hmm. a, we have a great team here at Taylor Jean Homes and we have everyone's doing their part and stuff. But one of the kind of going back and forth is bouncing around. One of the, the beauties at that, that 5 a.m. wake up is 
no one's bugging me, I can hammer out like 50 emails, right? Because my, yeah. my, my assistant's like chasing me around with like, it's that classic movie where like the newspaper, the papers are like flying in the background is the assistant, mm -hmm. like, is the guy, right? The, so that's how, that's how it is here. I'm just, I'm a visionary by heart and I'm just constantly doing things and moving things and multitasking. And so it's, it's hard to buckle me down. And one of the things that I noticed over a, a long tenure in, in the career is that I get behind on emails. I, I get behind on emails yep. and, um, I have a great team, but some of them, some of them are me specific, you know, like if there's delegation to be had, like when this podcast was set up, for example, I didn't even know that the yep. podcast being set up nate nate handled it all and then i went on and he had attached the bios and all that stuff so i i'm i've removed myself from all those things but when we're talking about like a 119 unit apartment complex or a 122 acre subdivision or like this house that's in the background is one of our big luxuries that we just built it one some of those things are specific to me right and yep. so i have to answer these questions that that, that someone might not have the knowledge on. And it could be as simple as like, well, what was the product that you use on the floor? Oh, those are herringbone white oak panels. You know what I mean? And they might need that information mm -hmm. more because they're short or whatever. And so right, right. that, that 5 a.m. wake up is crucial because you have no one bothering you. You send out all those emails. You're caught up. You don't feel like you have like stuff dragging you down. And then your email's in their inbox first thing in the morning. And so you get an answer quick. And then the assistant's mm -hmm take it right so bouncing back and forth but really that that was one of the things is just like with the wholesaling piece it was chris voss it was finding out who i'm talking to it, it was evolving as a human being and 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 remaining humble as as uh god blessed us and as he laid opportunity on our doorstep just remaining humble and service in every way that we could and then we ended up having this wonderful network that, you know, serves us amazing. And I hope we serve them amazing. So it's kind of man, that. Casey, that was, that was great, man. I mean, you, you gave us a lot in there and it's good because I can definitely relate, you know, it's, it's, yes, it's about having the systems in place and, you know, having everything in place. And like you said, kind of going back with the, you know, with the motivation, that's one of the things that I always tell people is. Just leave with that service perspective. You know, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about, hey, I need to fit this this property within this 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 framework. I got to get seventy percent ARV, everything like that. Just find out what the problem is, and and if you can help them, great. If not, figure out if there's a way that you can help them. If not, refer them on to a realtor or something like that. You know, not everything needs to work you don't need to try and make everything work you know sometimes it's hey you know what can i do how can i help you if i can't help you here you know here's a referral this person can help you because when sure. you start leaving yeah you start leading with that service perspective so many more doors will open up for you so many more opportunities will open up to you and i'm sure you understand that because that's how you went from doing you know a lot of deals to just doing you know bigger deals that's what tends to happen is, and wholesalers, listen to me, when you start doing transactions, you start noticing, hey, you know what? It's not about the number of transactions, 100 transactions a year. It's about, you know, what is my time? How much is my time worth? And is my net opportunity and my net time 
equaling out to doing less work, higher net revenue versus a lot of transactions and a lot of time being spent. Yeah. And, and there's, I mean, this conversation, this is the one thing with podcasts is sometimes, you know, you could have a, it was why I like, like Joe Rogan's platform. Sometimes their podcasts are like three hours, but you just never know where it's going to go. Right. But the, right. Right. There's an evolution to wholesaling. And just remember to those that are listening is that everything's on the table to wholesale. You know what I'm saying? Like people buy weights and wholesale them on Amazon. People Mm -hmm. like, so we started with single family residents um, and, you know, we did a whole bunch of those last year, but we sold, we wholesaled, I think four or five uh, apartment buildings and subdivisions to an equivalent that was well over, you know, seven figures. I mean, it it was in seven figures, but it was, it was a high seven figures. And we just, uh, we, we just, so like one of the things you said is you're like, you're like, find out how you can help them. And as you evolve, you will find that if you're really paying attention and you're really thinking about things, taking things, taking time to think about things, solutions will pop up. God's good like that. You know, you got to dig your own holes and then he'll put things in front of you. And so like for us, we were like, well, why don't we at all the construction was slowing down, especially in the development space, because the entitlements were taking so long because the county wasn't getting funding. And and this is nationally, right? Uh, Counties Mm -hmm. were funding to get enough manpower to run through the files. So a developer comes in. I mean, it typically takes us, you know, a year, six, six months to a year to get a property entitled. Entitled meaning that you you have the ability to build the unit count that you want on it, right? It's yep. not all land. Now it's this. To to you could have. I mean, we just got a 122 acre uh, subdivision, a 33 home luxury subdivision. It took me three and a half years to get that done. It was right when COVID started. You know, everything shut down. I got caught holding the bag with it, and I had to work for three years to get that thing. So we said, okay, well, there's a gap then. There's a void in it because developers still want to build. The vertical guys still want to build. The hedge fund mm-hmm. still up in the place. People still want rentals. People still want homes to buy. And so how can we fill that void? So we started buying entitled paper and taking it to final plat. So we buy it at preliminary plat where they still had to do all the civil engineering. We still had to do, you know, all the, 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 um, the final civil, make sure all the geotech, get the permits ready. Yep. So double ready, all those things. And then we'd sell it to a developer when it was shovel ready. And you make three, 400K, 500K a deal, uh, you right. a million a deal. So we did, um, I sold a, a entitled 200 unit and then I sold another entitled 200 unit. We sold like a, it was like a 28 home subdivision. And then we sold a little, a little building. But I mean, the number was big. Like even somebody yep. that grinds really hard that has a really nice wholesale thing you'd have to do a lot of single family homes for some big wholesales to to meet those and it really didn't take a crazy amount nope. of time because you have your teams right like i'm not going out and doing the civil yep. engine i don't know what i'm you know i know i know it by a byproduct right true times, but i'm not the guy to do it the the guy who has the master's degree is the guy so really what that looks like is a mm-hmm. call the civil engineer and say hey i need you to do final civil engineering on this in order for us to get our final plat right and then it's done and you sell it to yep. the people so um True. Less deal, bigger profits, more revenue. 
And and that's that's the thing, you know, sometimes I hear people when they talk about, you know, I've been wholesaling for 10 years, I've been wholesaling for 15 years, you know, and they haven't made that evolution. And it's like, okay, well, what's wrong? Because there should be bigger opportunities coming. There should be more ways to diversify, you know, your revenue stream versus just wholesaling everything that you get. And you got to realize, guys, when we get into real estate, it's not just to be transactional, but it's to build wealth. And you build wealth by, you know, holding some things. Like you said, you go from wholesale to now raw land development to apartment complexes and apartment units and stuff like that. So um, don't ever feel that if you're making a transition from being a successful wholesaler over to something else that, you know, you're, you're doing something wrong. You know, I went through that phase because I was doing a lot of wholesale transactions and it was just eating up a lot of time and a lot of work. And then I started seeing these, these bigger opportunities. And it's like, Hey, you know what? By the time I try and wholesale five or six, working with five or six sellers and five or six buyers and title company, I could do this one deal over here and it would cover or even double, you know, the profit that I would make on those five wholesale deals. So yeah, not to say again, guys, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, let's unpack that a little bit, just because I feel like it's important to say right now with the current status of our market, with the current craziness that's happening in the world, quick revenue with low debt is, in my opinion, and the people that I seek counsel from, very important right now. So some of these mm -hmm. entitlement projects for, you know, bigger spreads, less volume, so on and so forth. That's nice. But but my suggestion would be to make sure your base is good and make sure you have consistent quick revenue coming in. And it doesn't have to be 5 million transactions, but just have that, make right. sure that you're good. Make sure that you, you're good financially to withstand uh, any debt that you're going to take on. The other thing that I would say, and I say to all my students, because we, we have a couple coaching um, programs, but one of the, the biggest things that how I start it out is I, I ask them like, well, what? do you want your personal life to look like? And what do you want your business life to look like? And often you'll see those things not align in the first conversation, depending on, depending on the mm -hmm. um, status of the client, right? Like if, if, they, if they're coming in and they know their stuff and they got an operating business and they're doing great and everything, you're obviously going to get a different answer. But for new, newer students and stuff, they're often, they don't understand how to align them. And the biggest thing that I would say about that is if you're, motivation is to not make um, a tremendous amount of money, but you just want to spend a lot of time with your family or you want to have the ability to travel. What I would suggest is just find out what that number is and then do that successfully. Like, I don't care if you make one mm -hmm. million or five million a year. If one million gives you the opportunity to fulfill everything that you want in your life and that's your happy number, right? then you don't have to be the guy that's going out and doing all these things. Be yourself, be yep. true to who you are, man or woman. And, and just because some people are ambitious and want to tackle seven, eight figures consistently doesn't mean that you have to be that person, but everything should be set up for what that end result is, right? And then as you and I both know, when you're not greedy with stuff, uh, you base hit after base hit after base hit. That's the name of the game. And you will hit home runs every now and then. And some of those home runs can add up to grand slams. And some of those grand slams add up to season championships. You know what I'm saying? So like 
it will come if you're just true to yourself and you just kind of do your thing. So I feel like that's important to say just because we are in a market where revenue is important. I think revenue is extremely important. You can take my word for it with somebody who does a lot of projects, big ones, small ones, uh, in between ones. Um, revenue is important and, and timing that right is, is important also. So. Absolutely. I mean, that was, that was my word for today. Today is foundation. You know, you got to make sure you have that solid foundation in order to build upon, because if that foundation isn't solid, so if you don't have that monthly recurring revenue coming in, it's going to be hard for you to wait. Like you said, Casey, three years for a big project to finally get finished. You know, you still got to feed your family, still got to take care of things that you need to take care of. So, um, Let's take a brief break, hear a word from our sponsors. And then when we come back, Casey, we want to talk about how you transition from doing all of those transactions to working on the bigger deal. So let's have a brief word from our sponsor and we will be right back. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge, but with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner, Mike, are going to show you how to overcome all those challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, we are back with Casey Ames, who hails out of Boise, Idaho, and before we left, we were talking about, I mean, all things. We were talking about wholesale, moving on to big deals, things like that. But what I want to talk to you about, Casey, really is making that transition, man, from doing the transaction, zooming in on, on wholesaling, because you got to do all of your marketing, have your team set up, everything like that, to then pivot and transition into just focusing on bigger deals. How did that happen? And what did that transition look like? Did you stop some of your marketing or... Kind of what what did that entail? No, I think it was trial uh, and error. I, I I think that so we built the wholesale team where we had acquisition managers, VAs, you know, cold callers. We had you know people handling the mm -hmm. SEO. We had everything set up. 
And when I went to start flipping houses, what I noticed is that I, I was lacking in training. I, I, I kind of stopped training them the way that I was originally when I wasn't flipping and building and stuff. And so um, we were just not being as productive, I think, as we could have been. And when you're not productive with wholesaling specifically, you're losing leads because there's leads that a good acquisition nope. manager could get that uh, or a good cold caller that a, a bad one's just not going to get. Um, and the difference is noticeable, right? So I was like, let's nope. back. So we actually went with just a couple callers. We we scaled it back and went with a couple callers. And then we focused really hard on our SEO, our internet presence, and our referral. So like if you look at our pie graph, it's like massive networking, a little bit of cold calling, okay. of this and that. Very similar to if you ever talk to... Um, Jason Lewis, it, it hit, uh, the big part of his business pie is uh, networking and it, networking and referrals. Know, yep. Well, and it, it 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 evolved organically because the flipping and the building, I was going for something different. So we were doing a luxury look. Well, people like mm -hmm. and so the luxury look was actually attracting a lot of people for deal flow because. Maybe it was an agent that they wanted to list one of our houses or something like that. And so they would bring us some deal that thought we could tackle, but most people wouldn't. And so, you know, and you just start building referrals and stuff. And it started to outweigh all the cold calling and stuff. Well, when that happened in natural progression, we realized that at that point, Taylor G. Holmes was actually feeding Gem State Cash Offer, where originally Gem State Cash Offer, the wholesaling company, was feeding. Taylor Gene mm -hmm. home. Um, and now they both work, you know, they're kind of just, they both send stuff back and forth to each other. And so, and what I mean by that is like, and this is a good example for the, when you're wholesaling like apartment buildings and you're wholesaling subdivision, if you're in that space and you build and you do stuff like that, like there's not much difference from, I say this loosely and, and you know, mm -hmm. you, if you don't know how to do it, find somebody who does and, and you know, seek their counsel and, and they can tell you how to do it. But there's not a lot of difference from going from final plat to building a 40 unit apartment building because you're not going to go out and swing the hammer. So right. you're setting it up just like anything. Now, a mentor of mine explains this in an analogy that's really good. And he just says, look, like you have you were the deli shop. And this was, you know, this is years ago when I was you know, I just hit the scale button, right? He's like, you were the deli shop that's like okay. to Albertsons, right? And he's like, mm -hmm. showed up and you cleaned the windows and you made the sandwiches and you greeted the guests and you shut the lights off at night, paid the bills, and then you went home, right? Um, now, and, and you're really successful at it. You were you were great at it. Um, now you have so much business that you're actually in the Albertsons building and it's a lot bigger. And you have more clients and you physically can't open the store, do the books, make the sandwiches and so on and so forth. So you have to learn how to set up a team. If you're interested in scale, yep. you should master the art of delegation and hire the right people. And uh, that's a huge piece. The right people uh, in the right seats. That's another that's another thing like you can hire mm -hmm. the right but if you don't have them in the right seats, so like we use predictive index for all of our stuff. If the PI doesn't match yep. and they don't go in the seat, you know, I, I could use a, a great example. We had um, we had one of our 
we had one of our employees, he's been with me forever. He's like my brother. Actually, when I lived in Phoenix, he, he was my roommate there and he, uh, okay. he was good. He was an acquisition manager. We taught him everything we knew. He was good. He's great. Well, now he's my, proc- my procurement manager for our luxury stuff. So he does all the procurement, he, you know, nationally, internationally, he goes out, gets us the best deal, finds out what scale we need to be at, to be at the best deal. And then I've trained him because uh, I do all the design for all of our luxury stuff. Um, it is the Achilles okay. heel of CEO because you get pulled back in. And so unless it's one like this right. background, but like for specs and stuff, we've showed him how to do that. So he actually does a lot of the design for like our one to $2 million houses and really anything under that. Um, and then when it goes up to these, we kind of work together. But so he's our procurement manager. He's a COO of one of my coaching companies. He's like, he's a, uh, he's an Allen Ridge or a, a Swiss army knife. You know what I mean? Like he's a gotcha. okay. but even in the right seat. Now, he, he couldn't grow in the acquisition thing because it didn't fill his heart. And now he can scale with the company and he can do all these things, which full circle comes back to your point. Like, well, how, how did this all happen? I just followed my heart and I didn't want to wholesale anymore, but I didn't want to lose mm-hmm. the wholesale business. So I delegated a lot of the tasks and I focused on the flips. And then we went into that and it was like, I don't want to flip these dirty little houses anymore. We need to do yep. something. different. Yep. And so I, w- we were actually in Mexico and I was sitting there and I was like, just meditating and looking at the ocean. And we were doing somewhere around 50 to 70 flips a year or something like that was with, you know, bills mixed in those. And I, we're making a lot of money and everything was great. And I was like, I'm miserable. And it's like silver platter problems is the way it sounds like somebody on this call that's listening to me like, Oh, you were in Mexico and you're, you know, you're miserable and all. (laughs) I get it. Like I get it. I get it. But I just knew a better way and it wasn't fulfilling my heart. And so that's when we came up with the idea to uh, do luxury. So we pressed on the luxury Mm -hmm. as hard as we could. And when I came back, we sharpened the pencil and sharpened the iron. And we really just started putting out a product that we believed was uh, at minimum competitive with the best in that, that space. Right. And so I just always follow my heart and that's yeah. where my heart was, you know? And so, and, even- and that's, and that's, Oh, go ahead. And that's, that's, that's very key, Casey. I mean, it's, it's following your heart because you know what you want to do not all of the times that you have to do what you don't want to do. You know, you get to that point where you say, all right, I'm doing this and you grow. And as you grow, you grow by some things, you know? So yeah, you were doing a lot of wholesale deals, moving a lot of transactions, but at the end of the day, you were like, okay, I'm growing past this. What's next? What can I do to put somebody in this seat to keep them doing the wholesale stuff while I move on and I grow to another level? And predictive index for you guys that don't that don't understand or don't know what predictive index it's like Briggs and Myers or what's the what's the other one Briggs and Myers and I don't know it's like it it, it's 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 for those of you who know what a disc test is and this that's what I was thinking yeah I will probably kill me for saying it this way but it it's the most advanced closest like in some states, it, you, you can be legally bound by it in like uh, right to work states and stuff, yep. use it to fire and stuff. The It's very, very uh, predictive. And one thing with it is that like, so my COO, for example, my COO is wildly smart, way smart. Like he, we have a joke with him where like 
he'll, he'll, we'll, we'll be like, oh yeah, but I don't know how to do that. And he'll be like, oh, you can do that. All you got to do is like build a new carburetor and, 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 put, and we're like, what? Mm-hmm. And the joke is he'll always tell us a story about how he learned how to do that. And his dad used to like backpack them all over South America and all this crazy stuff. So he's just got like all these wild experiences that have given him abundance of knowledge, right? So I told him before, have you met Zeb? No, have I you, haven't. Have you met him at any no. Um, So uh, I told him before he took the PI and it was before I fully understood the PI, but I was like, I was like, okay, dude, can you just not try to trick this thing? Just like answer the question, right? <laughs> right? And then I was talking to Gary Harper and I was like, yeah, I had to tell Zeb because they know each other. I was like, I had to tell Zeb, like, don't try to trick it. And he's like, actually, it works. It, it amplifies it if you try to trick it. And so you trick it. Yep. show higher strengths in what you shouldn't. And so, so anyway, um, so that, that's the thing. And so with that, it goes back to hiring the right people, following your heart, hiring the right people yep. in the right seats. And when you are building new businesses and when you are tackling new projects and that doesn't have to be with business for example like we love to go help christ in you know so when we go to mexico we go to this little school and we help them and you know we love being involved in that uh, stewardship of the things that god's Excellent. given and serving the way that we can and a lot of that stuff takes mm-hmm. time right so if you're trying to focus on that but you want to keep your wholesale business going just whenever you move on to the next thing, my my suggestion or advice is one should thoroughly make sure that business is automated and could run um, without you, you know, and you could be yep. an active CEO, yep. but you should be hiring a new CEO and be an active owner's box, right? The easiest way to say it is, is your business ready to sell? Could you sell your business? True. If you can't sell your business, then they need you too much probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. You need to be in that seat, man. Man, this is great stuff, Casey. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours, man, because there's so much alignment here. Um, yeah. So guys, you know, if you haven't done PI, try it out. Like, like Casey said, it's like this test on steroids, you know, you've learned so much about the people that you're affiliated with and who's on your team. So Casey kind of wrapping up here, man, how can people how can people follow you? Where can we reach out to you, you know, to, um, to get more information about what you and your team are doing? Yeah. So, um, there, there's a couple ways. I think Nate probably put the handles, some of the handles and stuff on there, but you can reach me at yep. t- Taylor Jean the Instagrams at Taylor Jean home. So it's T A Y L O R J E N E homes. And that's that, that handle. You can Facebook message me. Um, I, I, Nate watches all that stuff. You can email me, email me at Casey at TaylorGeneHomes.com. And then, uh, for, for like students and stuff like that, what I would say is just reach out through that Instagram messenger deal and we can communicating there and then we can go take it from there or whatever, but, but yeah. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for having me, first of all. And I hope that there was some value served. And if there's anything else I can do Absolutely. Help, help anyone on here, just let me know. Okay, so before we sign off, Casey, give us some words of encouragement for those people that are either just getting started or they're in that transition phase or, you know what, they're in that, they're in that phase where they like, 
okay, I feel it in my heart. I know it's in my spirit. I need to trust God and step out and move in this direction. So can you give us some words of encouragement in that area? Yeah. Um, you know, slow down. Uh, slow down. The fastest way to a place is slowly. And that's really important because you don't want to invest too much time and energy into something and get too far down the line. I use, I'll use an analogy. I'll keep this quick, but I use an analogy of business. So like mm -hmm. we're, we're teaching people how to set up businesses and stuff like that. You don't want to get too far into your business and have to then come back and get people in the right seats, if that makes sense, right? If you're just hiring one yeah. person at a time, make sure you have the right fit, then ha have them help you. So slow down. Um, really look at uh, what you want. Don't compare yourself to people. Also, social media, as much as it can work to our advantage in business, not everybody on social media is what they are on social media. I think that's important yeah, because sure. we look at these guys, men and women, and we're like, how are they doing all this? And man, they're filthy rich and they're on their yachts and they're doing all this stuff and they're broke. You know, they're broke. And so yeah. don't just just and seek counsel. So for those of you who are faith oriented, I live by the principles that are in the Bible and one of them is seek counsel of many men and women. So like I see true. So if I have an idea, I run it up the flagpole. I talk to people about it. I, you know, I ask for help when I need help and stuff like that. And so don't think that you got to do everything on your own, constantly expand your network. Uh, and yeah, just be true to yourself and, you know, love people and treat them fair. Don't let the money get to your head. There you go. So guys, you heard it from Casey right there. Seek wise counsel, seek wise counsel and build your business slowly. Take time, you know, to understand what you're getting into. So Casey, I want to thank you. I want to appreciate it. If there's anything that I can do, you know, to assist you, your family and your business, please reach out to me and let me know. For you all that's on here listening, you know, make sure you reach out to Casey, you know, let him know how, you, how he inspired you his kind words, and you all always know what to do. Get out there and enjoy the journey. All right, guys, that was Casey Ames from Boise, Idaho. Man, it was really, really a really great conversation to hear how he went from starting absolutely with nothing and then moving it on to luxury builds and commercial builds and apartment complexes and building from raw land, you know, so it don't take a lot of time. You know, you just need to get in, be focused, have one of the key things he said was mentorship. He talked about, you know, talking with his mentor in the morning and meeting with his mentor and making sure that he's headed in the right direction. So if you're looking for someone, you know, to help you with those building blocks to get you started, reach out to me. You can go to azdfc.com, get on our joining list, waiting list. I'm sorry. And reach out to us, me and my partner, Mike Delpreet, we've done, you know, hundreds of deals over 12 years experience in doing this. So we can help you set up your, your team, your company for being successful as a wholesaler. And then if you're looking for something more advanced, you know, going into rentals, apartment complexes, we can also help with that. So go to azdfc.com. Also, we're going to be having a free webinar coming up here, May 10th. We at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. At 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We don't have 
the web page up for that yet. That's going to be coming here within a matter of about a week. Hopefully we have it up by the end of the week. So I'll be sharing that link with you all as well. And we will be doing a two-day workshop. And that two-day workshop is like under a hundred bucks. And we dig into, you know, the building blocks of, you know, how to get started, you know, what marketing you should be doing, how to gauge if your marketing is successful, things of that nature. We'll talk about, you know, your contracts, your assignment agreements, your purchase contract, memorandum of agreement, how to negotiate, how to calculate the after repair value. Uh, so much, so much. How to calculate, you know, your rehab costs. We go into so much in a two-day workshop. Well, actually, it's a day and a half, but We'll be having all of that information coming out here soon for you. And that's going to be on May 20th, the two-day workshop. And if you're in Phoenix or in the Phoenix metro area, we would love to see you in person. We got a seat for you at the ASRIA office. That's the Arizona Real Estate Investors Association. And if you're not here local to the Valley, we also going to be streaming it. So you'll be able to sit right in with us watch here. We'll go over everything. You'll, it will be actually as if you were in the class. So meet us, join us. That information will be coming out very, very soon. But if you want more information, just go to azdfc.com, join the wait list. And that way you can receive the emails regarding that content. Okay. Love you. Thank you so much for being loyal listeners. Once again, feel free to meet me over on our YouTube channel. That's MRCS Maloney. M-R-C-S-M-A-L-O-N-E-Y at youtube.com. Man, I just been just been freelancing, just been walking and talking and sharing some of my thoughts as far as real estate, as far as contracts, what you need to do to get started. So if you're looking for a place to get some free information, feel free to meet us over our YouTube channel, M-R-C-S Maloney. And then don't forget, always find us on social, M-R-C-S Maloney. Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. I'm out there. So again, appreciate it. You guys know what to do. Always, always enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.